Hi everyone, it's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to tell you that Kathy is on a much-deserved vacation this week, but she didn't want you to go without, so she is refreshing a conversation she previously had with her daughter-in-law, Lauren Valentin, on the beauty of blended families. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired as you listen to this episode. Enjoy! Hi there, I'm Kathy Valentin, and this is the Good, the God, and the Ugly podcast, where we're talking about the good, the God, and the ugly moments of life. Life is just full of ups and downs, but there's a treasure to be found in every challenge. Join me as I talk with people that have impacted my life, those who have found a treasure in a challenge, or whom simply I just love and want you to meet. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. This is Kathy Valentin. And we're going to be talking about the good, the God, and the ugly today. And as my guest speaker today, I have with me my wonderful daughter-in-law, Lauren Valentin. Hello. (laughs) Lauren's married to my son, Jason, and she's a mom of my grandkids and a leader at Bethel Church. So today we're going to talk about motherhood and what it's like to have blended families. Mm -hmm. Lauren. Yeah, thanks mm. for having me. Thanks for thanks for saying yes <laughs> in course. many many more ways than just this. Of course. So, um, we're going to talk about motherhood and blended families. Yeah. And this is the first time you had been a mom. Yes. And a, walking into a blended family, mm-hmm. so you have, I'm sure, lots to share, and a lot of questions that other people have um, have had because they've been in the same position that you were in, yeah. especially at such a young age. So, but first tell me, what was it like falling in love with my grand or my son? Oh gosh. Well, I should probably just say thanks. Thanks for (laughs) birthing and raising my absolute love, my hero. Um, Yeah, dating Jason was a blast. We were talking the other day and our 10 year anniversary is coming up in June. So can't believe it's been 10 years already. I know, a decade. And so we started dating over 11 years ago, which is mind blowing. We were really, we were actually pretty young still. He was only 29 and I was 24 when we started dating. Wow. And gosh, um, I think what was unique about falling in love with him was he had been previously married and had three children. So it was a very different, uh, love story than the one I had written for myself my entire life, <laughs> but it was better than I could have written for sure. What were your first thoughts when you met Jay and found out Ooh. that he was divorced? I was and about to say three kids. I was like, do you want me to be honest? My yeah. first thoughts about him? Yes. Yes. I mean, what? <laughs> my first thoughts were, oh, poor guy. I hope he makes it. I hope he finds somebody wonderful someday. That's terribly sad. His story was so sad. Um, I remember, uh, I knew who he was because he was a leader in the school of ministry and, um, and you were in, you came to Reading to go to school ministry. I did. I moved here from South Carolina to be a student in BSSM. Jason worked in the first year of the program and we became friends when I was in the second year of the program. Um, I remember learning about him and his story and meeting his kids and thinking, oh, what a nice guy. He's so sweet. And his kids were so fun. And I just remember thinking, oh gosh, I just, he, he deserves to marry somebody awesome someday. I hope he just finds the right girl. And then when I was uh, in the second year of the program, we had some mutual friends and started hanging out more in groups of friends. And so I got to know him a little bit better. And 
he asked me out on a date. I was honestly so surprised because we had never even hung out one-on-one. We'd never even exchanged phone numbers. And he asked me to go on a walk with him. So I thought, well, okay. I mean, how, how it probably pretty harmless. I thought <laughs> I was shocked. He, he told me on that walk, our first time ever hanging out together. He, he told me that he wanted to pursue me in relationship. And, and, um, I think he was expecting me just to say, yes, anything for you, Jason Valentin. <laughs> but instead I was like, uh, I don't know. What does that mean? What are you, what are you asking me to sign up for? And anyways, poor guy, I think I caught him way off guard with my questions and my hesitation. And, um, but he did a great job answering. I remember him telling me, I just want to single you out. I want to take you on some dates. I'd love to get to know you better. Um, I'd love permission to just, you know, spend time with you one-on-one and and really get to know you. And, and I said, well, yeah, you've got kids though. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? And he said, well, it's important that we get to know each other first. My first priority is to protect my kids and to make sure that they're taken care of. So I'd love to, I know, right? He was real smart. And that's (laughs) honestly what drew me to him at first was just his, wasn't his cute smile. You know, and his to, flirting eyes. to be really honest with you, <laughs> the physical attraction came later. And we've talked about this. I, oh, that wow. was actually beautiful for me because every dating relationship I'd ever been in previous started with like fireworks of chemistry. And this time around was so different. It started with just this really beautiful foundation of trust and a really solid sense of safety and security. And I just felt, I remember thinking he was such a good communicator he had thought through everything before he did anything. I just felt so safe, so taken care of. And I felt like he really knew how to protect the important things. And from there, as our trust grew, our love for each other grew and our intimacy grew and the Mm -hmm. chemistry grew, but it was all this beautiful like tree that just kind of grew and then blossomed. It started at the ground level. It was so fun for us to watch you guys in your dating relationship. (laughs) Um, I remember when Jason came to our house and said, I found somebody that I'm pursuing. And we were like, oh, my gosh, our heart was just beating so fast. We were so excited. So it was like, sit down and tell me all about her. And I'm getting out (laughs) my computer, looking you up on on my BSSM. I bet. Asking a thousand questions. And I know. Straight A. (laughs) I know. And dad was like, oh, she's she's cute. And then he started digging around trying to find out more about you. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah, you were well known before we even met you. I definitely remember 20 questions by dad when I first came (laughs) over to the house. I remember sitting down and man, he fired away some questions. (laughs) I must have answered well. You you did. (laughs) I remember um, one of the first memories that I have of you being over at our house was Riley. And Mm -hmm. I know this, I found out that this had happened more than once, but you were sitting in the family room. We were all sitting around talking. And all of a sudden, Ra- Riley comes bebopping in and s- jumps up on your lap. And she said, so are you going to be my mommy? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That question, that was one of her favorite questions while me and Jason were dating. <laughs> <laughs> Riley you turned so red. And uh, I'm like, oh, gosh. my gosh, Riley, I cannot believe you're asking her this question. She was hilarious. Yeah. Riley is um, 19 now. But she's our our daughter for everybody listening. She's um, the only girl in the family. And so when she had a single dad, she was very interested in what it was going to be 
like to have another woman in the house at some mm-hmm. point? So that was her favorite question. I she think. was so protective. I mean, she still is oh, now. Yeah. She And she has to know all the details. She has to yep. know just right where she stands. Yep. She's got to wrap her head around it. And mm-hmm. so I do remember her. It wasn't very long after Jason and I had started dating that I remember the first time she asked me that question, she, we were, I was hanging out at Jason's house and us and the, we, uh, he and the kids and I were upstairs hanging out and Riley took me by the hand. She was like, let's go. She's like, you know, <laughs> these boys, ugh, let's get out of here. So we went down to her bedroom and she's like, can you brush my hair? She's, br- I'm brushing her hair. And she said, so she was hilarious. Like she knew it was a sensitive topic. She goes, so you don't have to answer this, but if you marry my dad, are you going to be my stepmom? <laughs> and I said, well, if that were to happen, which we don't know if it's going to happen or not, if it were to happen, technically I would be your stepmom. Yes. And she said, okay. And we went on to something else. It's like, she just had to kind of seed the question in. And then yeah. from there, I mean, she probably asked that question every couple of weeks for oh. a few months. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you are a very strong woman and you're very confident. You know what you want and what you don't know, what you don't want. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> Normally. How was that walking into all of a sudden, um, once you guys got married, Yeah, raising kids that are pretty strong-willed? I mean. Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, you already mentioned Riley a little bit. She's pretty strong-willed. How, yeah. how did you deal with that coming in as, as being a new mom? Mm-hmm. And you'd never, you'd never raised kids before. So it wasn't like you had, you know, a newborn and could grow with the newborn. You had full fledged kids. Yeah. School age kids from the very beginning of our marriage. Yeah. How did you, how did you deal with the, yeah, well, you know, on one hand, we really just jumped in the deep end. I think, um, luckily, so I'm the, I'm the only girl in my family. I have two younger brothers and we're five and 10 years apart. So, and I very much fit the mold of the oldest child. Mm-hmm. I'm very typical oldest child. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, you can ask my brothers about this, but I'm sure they felt mothered by me since they were in diapers. I'm sure. And to some degree, I think the day in and day out um, practicalities of mothering, like the typical role of a mom, always kind of came pretty naturally to me. I'm good at keeping a schedule. I'm good at, you know, so I, I married Jason when the kids were all in sports and activities and they've got school and they've got, you know, dentist and doctor's appointments and all the things that, that a family has to figure out how to do. Mm -hmm. So the logistics of helping Jason manage a family came pretty naturally. I would say the harder parts for me were when I would run into my own sense of what was right or wrong or normal that was very different to what Jason had already established with the kids and having to grow in grace. Honestly, I I would, I jokingly say that I had to lower all my standards because my, my typical, you know, when I was just a single girl living on my own, my house was pristine and my bed was always made and there was never a drop of food in the kitchen. Oh, and I'm sure Jason kept his house that way. Oh yeah. You know, we're very similar in that way. <laughs> no, but when, when I married Jay and all the kids and we, we moved in together, obviously that's not how a family of five, that's not realistic for a family of five with three young kids. And so there was a lot of adjusting for me to do and a lot of 
dying to myself of like, oh, I, my preferences and my, my standards quote really had to go out the window. But what I, what I would say is I learned with really with Jason's leadership, I learned how to protect the main thing, which was connection. So I learned that the more important thing, rather than keeping a house clean or getting everybody to their after school activities on time, more importantly, I learned how to prioritize keeping connection with all the kids. Mm, that's so important. And when, you know, you, you initially asked about me being strong and then, you know, raising strong personalities, I would say that was the key for me is remembering to prioritize connection. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times our personalities would butt heads when I had a strong opinion and let's say Elijah had a strong opinion. <laughs> I would say he and I would go toe to toe more than anybody else. It was like we knew how to trigger each other because mm-hmm. we both knew how to be the leader. Yeah. And so he and I would run into each other and and not that I nailed it by any stretch, but I would say over time I... I learned or my goal was to learn to protect connection rather than, um, rather than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's something that Jason's really, really, really good at. He's just wired for connection. He, he could care less, honestly, about a lot of the other stuff as long as he has connection. So he was really the one that set that foundation for us. And I think I I just learned a lot from him, especially in those first few years. Mm -hmm. What did your parents think? (laughs) about um Jason and the possibility that this could be leading towards marriage oh my goodness what did that look like well funny thing my mom and I are very similar and um and so we're pretty rational we're we're definitely like factual rational thinkers I remember calling her one day and saying mom I'm going on a date with somebody um, and she really tell me about him. So I told her, you know, about mm-hmm. his personality and I said, there is a catch. <laughs> Just and a she, little one. There's a catch. And she said, what's the catch? And I, I told her, you know, he's been married. He's got three children. At first she just received the information, processed it through her little mind calculator, went, okay, interesting. Wow. You'll have to tell me how that goes. <laughs> and the next day she called me, it was like her emotions caught up with her brain and she called me freaking out and just said, honey, we talked about this yesterday. We need to talk about it again. We need to talk about this again. Do you realize what comes with a man that has three children? And so anyways, needless to say, um, that was probably, that was in gosh, February or March. And they didn't meet Jason until June of that year. So for those months between Hearing about him and meeting him, I would say their anxiety was at an all-time high. (laughs) So what did you guys do to lower that anxiety? Well, I just knew that as soon as they could meet him, they wouldn't be afraid anymore Uh because he's so amazing and smart and so disarming and so lovable and so emotionally intelligent and such a good dad. I just knew, oh, they just, I just need to get him to South Carolina so they can see his face and have a conversation with him and they will be put to ease. And truly they were, it's to know Jason is to love him. You can't, his personality is just so wonderful. And in that setting, it specifically did such a good job of taking interest in my family and pursuing connection with my parents and my younger brothers. Everybody fell in love with him. And my, to this day, my dad says there was a Jason sized hole in our family. We didn't know it. Oh yeah. They love him. Oh, that is so sweet. Wow. 
So mom, just in talking about blended families, I think in this context, the, the fact that you really need a village to raise children is so true. And I just remember, um, learning so much about how you guys functioned as a family. When I started dating Jason, one of the most powerful things for me was to see how in his time of need, when he was a single dad, how you stepped in to bring strength. I mean, you, you've been more than a grandmother for our kids. And I think it'd be great for you to share a little bit about what it was like for you to step in and really lend strength to Jay in that season. It was, um, I was more than happy and more than willing to, you know, to jump in. He, he need, Jay needed the help. He did. And the kids needed, you know, they needed help too. They needed somebody to pick them up and take them around and go school shopping and oh, shoe yes. shopping and grocery shopping and, you know, all that stuff. And Jason had a great support um, around him from his third year students to um, just friends that would come and cook for him and do his wash. And yeah, it was like being living in a motel almost <laughs> <laughs> people taking care of him. But um, it was just, you know, it, it was actually, it bonded the kids and I so much stronger being able to do that in their life at their time in need and at Jay's time in need. And it would have if I, you know, hadn't been able to do that. And thankfully, you know, we live really close. Yeah. Really close by. So it was easy for me to to be able to do that. I just remember the kids so fondly talking about the time that they got to spend with you. And I remember taking them to the mall. I remember, well, you learn things as a parent. You learn that you should never take three children shopping at one time. Oh, gosh. But you have to learn that by experience. I re- distinctly remember taking them all three shopping with me. And I think each one of them at one point or another said, this isn't like when grandma takes us shopping. <laughs> as if to say, lady, you don't know what you're doing. You need to take some cues from grandma. She's the one that really knows. Well, finally, I started leaving Evan behind and just taking him by himself because if all the attention. He was really young. He oh, was yeah. probably what three, three. So if he four. wasn't, yeah, three or four. If he wasn't getting all the attention, he would let you know it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Goodness sakes. It was like okay, we'll we'll do this in smaller bites here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they just love that time with you. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. What was it like giving birth to your first baby? Oh man, gosh. That was a year ago, exactly. Mm -hmm. She just turned one. And yeah, Jason and I tried for many years to have a baby. And it's funny when things happen, you don't understand why it takes so long or what the process is really all about. But goodness, I can say for certain that she was born at the perfect time. I'm so grateful that we had all those years Mm -hmm. with um, Jason's three children before we had a baby of our own. it allowed us to be so focused and so devoted to the kids when they were young and in school. I'm so thankful. But of course, uh, after trying so long, having (laughs) Edie has been just a dream come true in a lot of ways. How have the other kids done with her? I mean, Oh gosh, she's everybody's favorite. Yeah. They are obsessed. Everybody loves her. She's just so darn cute. Oh, she's she's so so photogenic. She's so cute. Like she sees a camera and she just goes into camera mode. Yeah. It's funny, I remember telling a friend after she was born that, um, you know, the question was, what's it like to have a baby after having three other children in your home basically raised to adulthood? 
And I just, this overwhelming feeling of she's the one thing that we all have in common. It's really cool. She's this little, this beautiful little gift that we were given at the end of kind of raising at least our two bigger kids to adulthood. And she's just this absolutely adorable little thing that we all have in common. She's kind of a, a bond between us. It's really special. That's so awesome. What is your favorite moment of being a mom? Oh, gosh. Oh, this one's going to make me cry. <laughs> it's it's pretty recent, but I would say that so far, <clears throat> man, our oldest son, Elijah, got married to Allie this October. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm having an emotional week, so this isn't fair. Um, it's great. I think him being the oldest... Um, Jason and I just walked through a lot of different seasons with him and he was 12 when we got married. So definitely still a child, but absolutely, you know, quick into junior high after we got married. And those are some special years. And then high school is a whole, a whole different ball game of its own. And Elijah and I actually had always had a really special bond, but there's, there's something about watching your oldest child get married That is this, when it's good, you know, when it's good, it's good. If it wasn't good, that would be a whole nother story. But, but he just made the absolute best choice in Allie. And I think watching him get married has just been, gosh, to give birth to a baby and to watch your oldest get married in the same span of time really gives you a lot of perspective. I think that was probably my favorite moment of parenthood so far because you just watch the fulfillment of so many dreams happen and you watch kind of you pass a baton of some kind. Oh, it's so beautiful. It feels like you pass a baton to them to start a new generation of family together. And it's so special. Yeah, That was probably a highlight of the last decade for me. Wow. You were there, you know, yes, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, and, you know, you've just made this family so beautiful. I I don't know what I would do without you, Lauren. Oh, gosh. Likewise, we would be sunk without <laughs> Grandma. We would be sunk. No, it's just you've, you've brought, you've brought stability to our family. You've brought um, courage. You've brought just your personality and your love of God and your pursuit of life. You're smart. You're, you're just compassionate. And just seeing the wholeness that you brought to Jay, filling that void that he had in his heart has just been absolutely breathtakingly amazing. Wonderful. I couldn't, there's not enough adjectives to (laughs) describe, you know, what you've been in our family. Oh, Well, thanks. Thanks for loving me and letting me be me. If you had to leave um, something like one tip Mm. for our listeners, what would you say? Yeah, gosh. Um, One tip. I think I would probably speak specifically to any step parents listening because I think that's a pretty unique role, but it's it's very common these days. I alluded to it earlier, but I think uh, making yourself a student of learning to prioritize connection above anything else. Mm -hmm. 
I would say that gets lost. There are so many things that are stressed and stretched and threatened as a step parent that it's it's easy to lose priority for connection mm-hmm. with your spouse primarily, but then also with the children. I would say it's it's a it's a skill to learn, but I would I would absolutely say that it's one of the most important priorities to learn. And that you just steward tip. that so well, not only with your family, but your friends. You are, mm. you are misconnection. <laughs> Dad and I were just talking about it the other night. We need to be more intentional like Lauren and Jay <laughs> and have people over and, and just, Lord, he said, Lauren is just so perfect at loving people oh. and being with them and making them feel like they're the most important person in the world in the room. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you want to hear more stories like this, my new book comes out on April 6th, the good, the God and the ugly. You can pre-order it on Amazon or at Bethel. You you can um, also check out my new website, kathyvalatin.com. Till next time, have a great evening.